think we might disagree that Moxie killed uh, <laughs> Ward, and it was really fantastic. And we all had a great time. Yeah, but there is a rule in uh, you know storytelling called show don't tell. So I think we need to show all of that happening and not just tell everyone that it did. But Jeremy, this is an indie podcast with no funding. That that's all about telling and not showing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody. We're not capturing a roll twenty, so we could honestly just make everything up. Oh, I got two sixes again. Oh no, Hard is dead. Oh, you didn't realize oh, I'd hack the code. I can roll sixes whenever I want. Someone want to summarize what happened last time? We killed Horde. Not yet. Okay, uh, the the morning after the battle, uh, Clifford came to the Godstone <laughs> to hide out, uh, covered in blood and carrying his son. You have to do this accent. What is this? I don't have Where, to. He's introducing his to. next character. All right. <laughs> And then he told the Godstones that Horrid had come and killed Penderin, uh, Lady Penderin, and then found out she'd been funding the Scalflanders. After <laughs> some debate, the Godstones decided to check on Ulf and found the Scalflanders in a flurry of activity. Jimmy, you know you only need one space after a period, right? Uh, according to Scalflanders' intel, Horrid is rounding up the Bluecoats to march upon the docks to ferry out the Freedom Fighters. We, we were planning on what to do about the Horrid situation. We were going to kill him in one way or another. I believe we had decided... Really, what we're going to do, you know, when we get really right down to it, is we're going to use a Leviathan to eat hard. That is what's going to happen. We just have other options to make us feel like we are making a choice and you know, like we have a say in what happens in the world, but that's not the case. What embellishments we add on to that, that plan is really up to us, though. I think we're, we also plan on Voltron together as many allies as we can. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I made a handout in the, um, uh, uh, in Roll20 called Flashbacks, because I figured it might be more interesting to just handle all of those potential allies as fl- as flashbacks. So what is y'all's plan, guys, for confronting Quard? So, like, to set the scene, um, you know, like, the Scovlanders have dug into the docks, and right now they are uh, trying to just defend it until they have a chance to escape uh, into the channel. But the problem is that all of the uh, leviathans that y'all unleashed have been drawn towards the city and have been attacking the uh, attacking the electroplasmum wall, uh, the, the fence that surrounds the city and keeps the angry ghosts out. So there, there are a couple of leviathans that didn't disperse after the fleet was taken out. You know, it's not the whole, you know, like, 3,000 or however many Leviathan shall unleashed, but there's more than the ragtag escape fleet that the uh, uh, Scovlanders have cobbled together can deal with. And so they think that their chances right now are better suited to, you know, hold their ground uh, since they've, like, they've got a warren of tunnels underneath their ducks. Uh, than it is to try to get past all of those big fish dudes. So where it sounded to me, and that's the reason why I put it in the notes, it sounded to me like what y'all were thinking you wanted to do was to try to get Huard to show himself and then unleash the Leviathan that y'all have tracked down inside the city upon him. Yeah, that that sounds about right. So what bait can we use to get Huard out in the open? My only thing would be, he knows the crow's foot is special. 
we may could get him to the crow's spot. Like, yeah, that could be a thing for sure. Huard, if Huard knew everything that had happened in the lighthouse, he probably would have made a beeline straight for the crow's nest. But I think it's safe to assume that he doesn't know that things are about to pop off on that side of things. Now, if Sophia does something flashy, like, you know, put the sun back in the sky, he's going to have a good idea on what just happened, and will probably be heading straight there. But right now, he's more focused on the group of insurgents that destroyed most, if not all, of his army. The Scofflanders, you mean? Yes. He sees them as insurgents. I think we all see them as freedom fighters. Sure, but like... That's not going to get him himself there unless there's bait to bring himself, the Emperor, out in the open. Right. So... we got to figure out if... I mean, that's definitely a thing we can do because the docks is really close to these Leviathans, so that would not be a bad choice. We just have to figure out how to get him there. What if we had something he wanted? I mean, he wants scavs people so we just make it obvious that all the scavs are holed up in the docks have come I mean, that's the reason he's here y'all know that he has been in uh he's taken over the blue coats and much like he did when he first came to town he has been having his breakers lead coteries of the blue coats uh he's been you know stationing his men as part of those to help keep them in line and enforce his will like, once he gets all of that organized over the next couple of days, then he'll be heading towards the docks. If y'all wanted to do something before he made that big move, we could totally do that. Otherwise, we could just say that that's the time that y'all spent arranging the things that you'll pull up as flashbacks. You might notice that I kind of grouped those flashback options into stress categories, just because I think that that's how powerful the effect of those flashbacks would be that that's more of like a guide than a set rule everything's a conversation okay well if we know that Howard himself is going to make an appearance at the docks for sure then then cool we can arrange stuff happening at the docks them bury a bomb underneath them at the very least we can destroy these bridges trapping him there while we let the leviathans um Okay, so it sounds like we've got a plan. The plan is to do violence to Huard and his breakers at the docks. Uh, let's go ahead and roll those dice. Because you have all of these friends helping you, I'm definitely giving you an extra die for that. So you got one for luck, one for your extra help. We can spend that stress to invoke that thing, right? Right, and you know, you'll spend that stress and you'll describe how you're using those things. Okay. We've cleared our stress, right? Y'all had downtime already, so... Well, if yeah, you I had any... downtime, but Gully didn't, but I guess I technically did. I mean, yeah, we, we had downtime last time we played these characters, so... Yeah, okay. so, like, everyone... You didn't clear stress? That was on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so engagement roll. All right, so one die for sheer luck. Does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? Is the target strongest against this approach, or do they have particular defenses or special preparations? I bet they're not ready for the things we're going to throw at them. Yeah, so I'll give you a die for that. Can your friends or contacts provide aid or insight? Yes. Are any enemies or rivals interfering in the operation? Do y'all have enemies or the Foghounds? Uh, I thought we squared things with the Foghounds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they're pretty square. 
Yeah, y'all aren't at war with them or anything, so... Only minus one, they're not going to interfere with this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plus, I think they're working with Ulf, so that washes out. Uh, so you're at three dice right now. Are there any other elements that you might want to consider? I am going to give you a minus one, just because he is the, um, like, the breakers aren't a joke. He's not a joke. That still puts y'all at three dice to roll. So, who wants to roll that engagement? All right, you know what? Three dice. Do not. <laughs> one, one, six. One, one, six. There we go. All right, at six yeah, is still a controlled position. For the past couple of days, a storm has come in off of the uh, Void Sea, and it is just drenching the whole of Duskwall uh, in water, uh, rain, lightning, uh, there are waves crashing in, uh, like, it's not just, like, a rainstorm, but it's, like, a storm storm. The docks have, uh, like, some of the lower, uh, tunnels that, uh, people have been storing stuff in started to flood, but y'all were able to get things up and, uh, squirreled away. But, yeah, this is a storm unlike what, uh, Duskwall has seen in a long, long time. As there is a little lull in activity, that is when the alarm goes up that the blue coats and the breakers have started to cross over into the docks. So Ulf's plan is he has his freedom fighters in these underground tunnels that go all through the dock. So what I want y'all to do is each of you can mark two places on this map where there is uh, exits from the tunnels that your characters have scouted out specifically. Well, one has got to be the Glory Hall, of course. <laughs> uh, so we know that there's one at Briscoe's Codfather because that's the one that Milos knew about. Uh, but why don't you each just go ahead, y'all can talk it out if you want, and uh, everyone can draw a uh, spot here on the map. Where on here are they going to be coming from? I imagine they're probably going to be heading for the Imperial Key, since, you know, he's an emperor and whatnot. So you know that the um, the Bluecoat headquarters is in Charter Hall? It wouldn't be out of their way for them to come from any of these directions. Like, they could come across any of those bridges because there's not a direct bridge from Charter Hall to here. So they'll have to either pass through Crow's Foot or through Brightstone. It's not a tactical RPG, also. I just want some flavor. I mean, I told you, it's a hole at the Glory Hole. Yep, so a hole at the Glory Hole. It's called the Glory Hole for yeah. a reason. <laughs> people, need, people need to get out um, with what I'm looking yeah. for without notice. Your buddy Larry finally showed you the hole in the glory hole. Wow. Gross. There's one at Emeraldy Park. Maybe there's one in the middle of the menagerie, so that, like, you know, they can bring animals in or something. The other one I've scattered is right next to the Blue Coat headquarters uh, over here. I think there'll be one over here on Dead Wake Street, because it needs more attention. It's a good name. There's something called the Salt Fords here. Is that, like, a building or a type of place or something? You tell me. It's got a big, uh, it's a big warehouse of uh, salt, maybe, you know, salt that's like. Jeez, don't stretch those mental muscles too. Five <laughs> stories. <laughs> don't strain yourself. <sighs> I don't know what it was. Salt Ford. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Well, Mister Sailor Man, what would a salt Ford be? 
Like, what do you think you want it to be? If you're asking me to invent it, I'm going to say Salford's is like a big, like, marine, uh, like, gear store run uh, by a man named, you know, like, Billy Salford. Gotcha. Many descendants of Salford's have run this store, you know? Gotcha. Sure, sure. All right. We still need two from Tabitha. Is that uh, right? Mine are over by Flash Alley and Worm Eel Way. Um, those are just some that I've used for work that I'm willing to share with my uh, cohorts. I think you need one more from Toby, and then we're good. Oh, okay. Um, well, let's see. I really need to have one centrally located, I think. But we also don't have anything in the bottom corner. Well, I mean, it makes narrative sense for it to be something connecting these buildings and warehouses. So uh, something in the rack and pinion would be probably ideal. What was that again? Just a group of warehouses? Yeah, that it's a, it's a neighborhood right there. Um, a neighborhood. So- yeah, uh, it does. Yeah, that does look like it's going to be a bunch of warehouses there. Okay, like, that probably makes sense that these are yeah. all connected. I want to get around the uh, the district. Not want to navigate streets. Someone apparently deleted the Codfather. <laughs> oh no! Someone. Wow! Wow! I just hate briskas that much, huh? Okay, so yeah, y'all are getting the word that the soldiers are on the move. Uh, so you're in a controlled position. Uh, what is everyone's, what's everyone doing right now? Where, where are y'all stationed at? I mean, I think I'm in the sewers getting the Leviathan ready with, what's his name? With, uh, Freak? Is that your guy's name? Mm, I don't know Casta. what it is, but it's not Casta. that. No, Freak, Freak is someone else. Uh, so you got your buddy Casta there. Okay, so we'll probably do you after, uh, well, let's see what everyone else is doing. What is Sprig doing? He's getting the uh, punch threads together. All right. Uh, where are you doing that at? Probably I'm going to have them meet in like, uh, I'm just going to try and you know put the word out through some of the, some runners or something to meet up in, um, let's say Admiralty Park, you know, near the Codfather. Uh, so Sprig is trying to get the punch throats together there at Admiralty Park. Uh, what's Iskra doing? Iskra is planting explosives in tactically probable areas like bridges and roads and docks and what about goalie milos when you said you were getting the leviathan ready in the sewer what do you what do you mean by that we gotta like find it and then like either chase it up here or get it to chase us up here they're pissing it off so yeah and in the sewers okay so there's a one in the sewers i say hit it you know hit it as hit him with our biggest you know hit him with our biggest gun first so you got the punchers what else do we have we have i've got a Thievery dude, thievery contacts we're going to bring in here as well. Do I need to take a uh, stress for calling the punch threads together, Jeremy? Um, once uh, once we figure out what everyone's doing, then we're going to, we'll start doing rolls at that point. Yeah, I'm going to work with, uh, I'm going to work with Larry and Larry's buds. We need more manpower to assist with the punch threads. They're like a, a war on two fronts, basically. I'm also going to get my dudes, my contacts together. And where are you doing that at? Bring over here at the park, right? Yeah. Let's go ahead. These are Boghound dudes, so let's do that at the dock somewhere. And Iskra, where were you at? I mean, I'm I'm wandering in around the roads and bridges and docks. R- I'm laying right. So, where are you at when you get this call that the um that the blue coats are on the move? Hanging upside down underneath Salt Bridge. All right. Okay. Well, let's start with you first then. 
you've got uh, some uh, Scovlander lookouts there, and they call out to you and say, Hey, they're on the way. They're moving. They're coming on the way this way. Here? Yeah. You see them? Yeah. Shit. I'm going to scramble. I'm going to make sure my bomb is actually attached and scramble out uh, onto the breakwater side of the bridge and see what I can see. Um, yeah, so when you look uh, over towards Brightstone, there is a couple squads of bluecoats coming this way. There's two squads coming on this uh, bridge. Uh, each of them are being led by one of the Emperor's Breakers. Hward's not there? Uh, you don't see Hward here, no. I'm gonna put up a uh, caution uh, sign. One of those, um, you know, those orange and white striped things you put in people's paths to say, hey, don't come here, and be like, hey, uh, we've got some construction work. Don't come on this bridge. Order the Emperor. All right, well, that sounds like you're trying to command someone to do something. Am I? doesn't seem like me. My command is garbage. Um, can I do something else? <laughs> I mean, you just said that you were installing bombs underneath that bridge, so... I mean, I that's figured... true, but I don't want to blow up a bridge until I have to. Like, timing is kind of important for those things. Um, alright. I guess I will try to command... Can I get a bonus die for having Scovlanders with me? So these people are here to kill Scovlanders. Uh, well, that's a no. <laughs> All right. It's, uh, yeah. That's fair. All right. Uh, that's a one, so that's a no. That didn't work. Yeah. They okay. kill me. I'm dead. Goodbye. That's not how this game works. All right. So you falter, press on by seizing a risky opportunity or withdraw and try a different approach. So yeah, you are standing there, you know, waving your, you know, road close sign, uh, and you, as they approach, you see their steely gaze, the guns in their hands, as they're continuing to uh, press onward, and it definitely doesn't look like they're going to be stopping here. Well, I tried. I'm going to withdraw and try a different approach. And what's that? Blowing up the fucking bridge once they're on it. Okay, so make that wreck roll then. Do I get a bonus die for being prepared with a bomb? I mean, having the bomb allows you to blow up the bridge, so it's going to give you great effect when you wreck that bridge. Well, I don't think that's accurate. Usually I just use a grenade. Not usually this organized. <laughs> so how did you get this bomb? How did you acquire it? Uh, you know how I acquired it? I, I asked my good friend Sadie to make me some really effective explosives, and we worked together. All right, so take the stress for that flashback. Is that one or two? Sadie is a one. That's a two, a six, nice. a five, and a four. All right, a six. So uh, uh, so you do it. You blow that bridge up. I think that um, that causes the first squad that was crossing the bridge. Uh, they're just dead. The breaker sinks into the canal. What blue coats were there that survived from that squad are, you know, in the process of retreating. Uh, there's still another squad on the other, you know, that hadn't crossed the bridge yet. And the blue coats there are looking shaken, but the breaker is trying to rally them and get them go to a different bridge. That's fine. See you there. Yeah. So, Sprig, you're trying to get your punch throats with you, right? Yes. And uh, you get this call that they're coming across the Devil's Bridge. There are uh, three squads coming your way. 
Let's see. So um, I think probably what the punch threats would be best at doing is sort of like uh, like hiding in these like in this like woods or bushes or whatever here, and then jumping out and like attacking like the middle or the last group, just so that they have to kind of like turn around and like see what's going on. You know, sort of like disrupt them uh, that way. Like let the first couple groups go by and then attack the last group. Okay. And maybe try and lure them into the park. You know, do like a hit and then come in. Like I'm thinking like guerrilla warfare type tactics. All right. Uh, so did you spend the stress for getting the punch throats? They're a I, one I stress, can right? now. Yep. Uh, so what the punch throats are going to do is they're going to let you make this uh, roll you're about to make with great effect. And I also have the special ability Savage. Physical violence is especially frightening for me and mine. All right. Let's see that roll. You are in a controlled position right now. So this is going to be like skirmish or command? Uh, you t uh, so right now you're just trying to beat them up, right? Yeah. Yeah. First stage, beat them up. Second stage, lure them into the woods. So, all right. So risky or controlled? You said controlled, right? That's right. Uh, standard effect? Risky. No, this is going to give you great effect since you're using the punch throats. Ugh. One and a three. Can I push myself or something for an extra die? Or Devil's Bargain? Not now. <laughs> Why yeah, would you only roll to, two dice? You're supposed to do that before you roll. Right, right. Okay. Right. Uh, so you falter, press on by seizing a risky opportunity, or withdraw and try a different ap approach. So yeah, uh, it's going pretty well. Like, the uh, they don't... Actually, I think that what happens is that like you're hiding there in the bushes, waiting for... Uh, blue coats the pass uh, when they notice you instead. That's what that one represents. So you can still attack them. You're just not going to get the jump on them. Okay. Well, I think uh, I'll, I'll initiate phase two. I yell out phase two, and we all run back into the the woods. I don't so. think that's what uh, he sounds like. No, it isn't. But it's fine. We're like, oi. Initiate phase two. No, that's not what he sounds like either. Like, <laughs> oh, I gotta initiate the phase two. Hey, hey, guys, phase two, and then they run. Hey, I'm hiding here. Yeah, let's, let's get in these bushes. Get up that tree. Hey, car, up the tree. So they're gonna have to cut these trees down to get us. So you want me to do like a command roll or something for that? Um, yeah, command roll to rally your guys and try to string these guys out. So that's going to be uh, Risky Standard? Risky Standard, yes. And yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll roll. Four and a six. There we go. So yeah, you're able to do it. So you get, uh, where do you want to wind up at? Yeah, I think just kind of like, um, yeah, let's see, over here in like this part of Admiralty Park. Like maybe we can get across the canal, you know, if we need to. Okay, yeah, so uh, one of them follows you, but the other two are moving off through the uh, through the rest of the uh, the district. Okay, so we've got sort of one tied up looking for us. So. Right. Okay. Okay, um, and over at the glory hole, or I'm sorry, no, you weren't at the glory hole. You at were the at the... Where at the docks were you? I don't see the your... Imperial Quay. You're at the Quay, and you've got the... Uh, Foghounds. The Foghounds. Or the X, X Foghounds or whatever. Right. So what uh 
So what's your goal when you hear that the uh, the blue coats are on their way? Blue coats are on their way. What were we trying to do? Disperse them? Yeah, I, I think that right now y'all are trying to buy time waiting for Hoard to show up. Okay. Well, how do we attract attention from these guys? Why don't we set a boat on fire? That would that would have a lot of attention. So we've got a boat on the quay that we had filled full of, uh, I don't know, like straw. No, you said it's raining. Fuck, that's not going to work. I mean, you know from experience something that's very explosive that there tends to be lots of around the docks. <laughs> what, Iskra's bombs? I mean, yeah. I was thinking of barrels of electroplasm. Barrels of electroplasm. Hell yeah, fantasy and obtainium. Well, let us fill a boat full of uh, electroplasm and light that motherfucker on fire to get them. I guess it's probably the... Well, see, they're coming in from here... We want to get them to maybe come down this way. Yeah, why don't we stack it over right there, actually on the land, and just light that shit on fire while we get the fuck out? Two things. Take one stress for the uh, fog counts. I think they're at the same level as like the punch throats right now because they're so beat up. Okay. Uh, take another stress for gaining the electroplasm, but that's going to give this roll you're about to make great effect. Okay, and the roll I'm going to make is a wreck roll, because I'm wrecking shit. <laughs> Sounds like it. And you are in a controlled position. Controlled, great effect. No bonus dice, because that's just it. And I rolled a four and a one. Alright, so with a four... Well, I think, since my intent was to retreat down Wharf Road, away f you know, further from where I knew the uh, guys are coming from, maybe what happens is... There's ignition on the ground in a way I would not expect. And it turns out Wharf Road is destroyed as part of the explosion. So in this ridiculously huge explosion, I am here between really a, a hard place and The Rock incoming. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is coming. And I think that's when you notice the uh, that there is two squads coming in on uh, boats to approach from the dock side. Oh, really? So, so they're coming up on the quay itself. All right. Um, let fair, us... The explosion was there, so it's not like that's a good position for them either. Right. Milos and Casta, how things are going down there. So first, how did you get the information that there was, uh, that the Bluecoats were starting to make their move? I mean, somebody told us. I don't fucking know. We're not going to go down there and rile the thing up till we have hard, like, location on hard. Oh, you're not gonna try to. Oh, so, like, you're just like trying to. Bait I'm not gonna. It out not, I'm not gonna blow my load over a bunch of blue coats. Okay. Well, do you want to have prepared anything ahead of time that is helping them up ahead, or do you just want to roll for the Scovlanders? Because after everyone goes, the Scovlanders are. I mean, I would like to. Everybody else chickened out and used like crappy one point flashback. <laughs> <laughs> And so I don't want to take six points. I blew up a bridge. So, you know, maybe. I did what made sense for my character. Oh, my God. Maybe you godless cowards. Listen, we really just left it for you because you love feeling that special about yourself. God damn. Well, we're, we're just a garbage fucking unit, aren't we? Well, Iskra has two sways. I mean, Iskra could have done it, but. Yeah, I'm not taking six stress for you people. So I guess you gotta suck it up and do better next round. So I can roll for the Scoblanders. All right. Uh, so they are gonna be uh, tier four. So let's just uh, roll four dice for them. Uh, there's lots of them. 
so great effect, especially since the um, bluecoats aren't expecting to be dealing with people jumping in and out like they are. A one, four, four, and a five. Take the five. So how this is going to work for them is you're going to do one. We're going to treat this as like damage to clocks. So we've got all of these different clocks here. Uh, So do one tick to one clock and uh, two ticks to three other clocks. Does that make sense? Sure. (laughs) Because, like, the battle is happening, you know, across this entire docks district. It's not just you guys fighting and things like that. Like, we've got Scovlanders popping in and out. Two to one of these, and then one and two to one of these. All right. So, Iskra, your your bomb went off, uh, and you took out an entire squad of dudes. All by myself. uh, So, what you doing now? Um, can I see any other squads at the moment? Uh, so you can see the one over in Brightstone. Right. Well, but they can't get over here until they find a boat. Right. I think you can hear the gunfire happening down in the southeast corner of the docks. Like, the the rain's coming down hard, so you probably can't see it, but you can definitely hear it. I'm gonna head that way. All right. Go down towards Carronade Road. Alright, so yeah, you get there in time to see a squad crossing the old bridge and another squad coming under fire from the uh from some Scotland or Freedom are, Fighters. Hold up. Are they still on the old bridge? They are. I'ma detonate it. Okay. Well, make a another wreck roll with uh your risky position still, so six a two and a six. Double six There you go. Great <laughs> success. Uh, how, uh, you do it with increased effect, uh, so you're definitely gonna take this squad out, and I think you're gonna do full, like, four points of damage to the other squad as well. Nice. Um, ha- like, how does that happen? With this one, I actually rigged the explosive and then packed around it a bag full of nails, so that when it exploded, it let loose just quite a lot of shrapnel as well. Um, now, I know this is going to happen, so I duck behind a building before I detonate it, but they didn't know it was happening, so they didn't duck at all. <laughs> all right. Well, leave it to Iskra. All right, Sprig. Iskra is on the roll right now. Oh, take another uh, stress for that bomb. Why am I taking stress for bombs? I already did the flashback. Well, you're using another bomb. Well, I think that's silly. Uh, I mean, I let you destroy... Oh no, oh no. one one stress. <laughs> and you destroyed an entire squad and half another. So why would that be stressful? Uh, Alright, Sprig. <laughs> the the Punch Throats and, and myself were sort of trying to lure these breakers, like, you know, through the through this park. So I'm going to say that now we, like, turn, like, Ewok style and, like, you know, jump, have... I send my guys, like jumping out of the trees with their, you know, spears and stuff to kind of, like, try and take these guys by surprise. And um, I'm going to use an item, scary weapon or tool. I'm going to say that, like, Sprig has gotten uh, Iskra to, like, you know, use that bioluminescent moss. I'm sure she's refined it into something that I can have, you know, shine. Sprig thinks it looks, like, really intimidating, but I'm sure it's, like, actually kind of goofy. So, but... I feel like that'll give me, that should give me a bonus. It, it looks like the, it might be some really dangerous spark craft, so they get scared. Right, 
Yeah, and it's like dripping. There's like it's like dripping, like probably melting the sphere, like you know. So like if you get stabbed with this thing, like you're gonna end up with like metal in your blood. So like there's like a, a group of like some of the breakers like coming between two trees. So I point at like two of my guys to like jump down, pull out the sphere, and then I pull out of a, uh, a little glass vial of rage essence and pound that down before I charge at this dude. So I'm going to use my, my scary glowing spear and rage essence in addition to my savage attack. And my I'm going to say my dudes are a little frightened of me, so when I commanded a frightened target, I take plus 1d. So, don't you think, Jeremy? Jeremy's distracted, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm oh so I'm I'm both commanding my guys to attack and attacking myself. So should I just do one roll? Uh, yeah, you're gonna do one roll and give yourself great effect with it. All right. So risky. Uh, yeah, or, you're in a risky position. Great. And then I get plus one D because of savage. Oh my god. Oh my god. No. A three, a one, and a one. Spray can do nothing. All right, things go badly. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you end up in a desperate position, you lose this opportunity. All right, so how does this go badly for you? I mean, the punch throws, they're just falling out of trees the wrong direction. One of them um, sprains his ankle. Sprains my ankle? Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. lands, lands I, on you. I, yeah, I mean, is, am I going to get hurt from this, Jeremy? Because I'll, I'll take a sprained ankle. <laughs> Uh, I'll give you a choice. Either you can get hurt, or the uh, or you lose the punch throats. All of them? Well, you lose enough. They're kind of shit. Uh, enough of them so they don't give you great effect anymore. They get scared and run away. All right. Yeah. So I think the, the I think that this just didn't work out for good old Sprig. So I'm gonna jump in the canal and swim over to the salt gardens and lose the punch throats. Will uh, I say scatter, boys? And then they. They run off. Yeah. I guess we'll look in, uh, we'll find out what their fate is, uh, later on. Uh, let's go to goalie. Well, we've got two boats pulled up to the dock. There's a huge bonfire between me and them. I think I'm safe for now. So me and the boys need to make our getaway. I think we're gonna duck down Fairwind Road. Question is, where are we going? So if I... We dug down this way. We can probably hear sounds of fighting, not to mention the early explosion from my new Isker was up. Probably can't hear anything from Sprig because of all the buildings in the way. And I have no clue what's going on in the glory hole. No one ever does. <laughs> and we still don't know where Huard is. There's just people coming in. So I think the best thing for me to do would be to block fair wind road from encroaching people because eventually they're going to get through that fire so how do we do that let's you should make the fire better make the fire better what are we next to we're next to a warehouse this is surely close to the dock so he's got to be other warehouses and whatnot let's duck into this place here and see what they've got available for use what's being stored here at Fairwind road can i burn a stress to dictate what's stored there yeah go ahead Duck in to... <laughs> it's a fertilizer warehouse. Yeah, so I was Shamus. thinking, I was thinking like fertilizer, like wet cement, something like that. <laughs> just take yeah, let's just say, you know what, it's, it's, yeah, sure, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> let's go with the fertilizer. It's just horse shit. It's literal, <laughs> <laughs> this is what we've done now. We've already had the railroading. Probably goats and, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's goat shit. 
we we've already had the railroading part of our campaign so now we've got the horse shit <laughs> straight up horse shit it's important uh, horse shit because they use goats in dustfall so yeah let's uh i guess there's they've got to have some sort of shoot that they load the shit on <laughs> to carts there's the shit shoot uh surely so let's manipulate the, sh- the shit shoot maneuver it over to the road and the breakwater and just break the latch which i can roll a wreck roll if you really need something and just cover this area and a wall of shit the breakwater canal yeah okay i'm not sure pollution is really the answer here guys <laughs> i was referring to the fact that fertilizer is typically enormously explosive okay well it can be that too <laughs> yeah you don't know how bombs are made <laughs> don't google that it's ammonium nitrate and racing fuel it's not very difficult <laughs> get on a list if you want to be on a list like kevin actually you know i'm what? pretty what sure i'm pretty sure i homeschool a kid okay yes yeah, so i carefully applied sabotage's wreck so let's roll a wreck here and what's your was i in a risky again? position um you are in a risky position because you weren't able to get away the way you intended so you're having to kind of use plan b rather than plan a now i am covering this alleyway and shit and i rolled a double one so something gets covered in shit but it is why are you people still rolling two dice things go roll more dice I mean, this is a great time to push yourself, take devil's bargains, things like that. No shit. So, uh, well, no, <laughs> yes, lots shit, of shit. Actually, uh, things uh, go badly. You suffer harm. A complication you get occurs. You get stuck in your own manure. You end up in yeah. a desperate position. You lose this opportunity. So I could tell from looking in that this this warehouse was in fact full, chocked full of shit. I did not expect the pressure from this shit shoot. <laughs> to be quite as intense as it turns out to be. So yeah, as I swing open the chute and open the valve, like it propels me off the, the uh, I guess the roof of the building that I was on. And yeah, I'm just, it's gross. Like the thieves cannot help. They would laugh at me if, you know, uh, murderers weren't behind us ready to destroy us. But yeah, not a good luck. So yeah, and I think that's, so you get knocked off that roof so take a level one harm uh for uh what's a good one for falling off a roof um, oh wait I was broken ribs busted coccyx uh covered in shit shit yeah. covered yeah let's do shit faced <laughs> shit faced there you go there you go shit faced so, yeah the level one harm shit faced uh and i think that that was enough uh, noise for at least one of these squads to be drawn towards your position. So uh, now, to be fair, that fire was there. Like that did an effect last time, which was to create a wall. So I'm going to dispute that. They have not passed the fireball yet. How about this? They passed it, but they are not at full capacity. So. <laughs> if they decide to jump right through it and burn half of them, I think that's. Uh, I fair. mean, I'm pretty sure that's what the breaker is going to do because he's going to terminate or walk right through that thing. You're even if right. the squad can't so so yeah he doesn't have his blue boys with him anymore but yeah that breaker is there honing in on your position all right let me ask let me ask a question here because this this character doesn't have the ability to use another ability when i want to but could i use prowl if i wanted to convince to try to get help from another another faction and not use sway my sway is balls but use prowl as a means of getting past all their security to actually talk to these people. 
instead of having to go through all the you know steps involved. Can I do that? Who are you trying to talk to? It's going to depend if I can do this or not. So, so you're asking if you can use Prowl instead of Sway. Yeah, essentially, because they'll be so impressed that I was able to get past all their people that they'll actually listen to me. And then my argument will be self-obvious. They're not going to need convincing on that. So, like, it, it's hard to agree to that simply because there is a character that can do something different. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I wish they would, but they aren't, so I can't help that. What? I'm trying to pick up the shattered pieces of my awful team's inability to sway people, you know? Um, so I'm doing I'm doing my best, Jared. So the reason why I'm asking is because I've been like letting people just spend the stress to do those options. So if you're trying to do something here on this list, you can just spend the stress. Like if you were trying to convince the blue coats to turn oh, on the breakers oh, oh, yeah, or whatever, okay. just spend three stress to do it. Oh, all right. Well, then I will. I will. I will have gone before. Uh, I will have gone to the city council. Uh, and basically, basically inform them. You know, I'm still sneaking in the chambers because I'm a badass sneaker guy. Yeah. But I stuck in and was like, you know, if the immortal emperor shows up and it ruins your city, like no one's gonna pay taxes to you guys anymore. Uh, and that's obviously not good for business. So you need to, you know, you need to fucking, you know, help. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do all the violence. But you got to help us handle this. Uh, and plus, it'll also right now the city council is going through kind of a little bit of a civil war turmoil. And obviously, if Strangford, you know gets rid of Ward, all the people will see that he's for them, and it'll help him, you know, control the, the council. And Strangford has a ton of soldiers, so I want them to show up and help, like, come up from behind the Bluecoats and start fucking them up, the Breakers. Yeah, okay. So I think what we'll do is we'll get some reinforcements then from Lord Strangford, so... So, so they can either come from here, because that's his ship's... Or they could just come from behind in the city. It's kind of up to you. Up to you. Are you going to just add dice for strength for his men? How do you want to handle that? Um, let's uh, roll them separately. You can get four dice for each. So just do that same roll twice. Two fives and two fives. There we go. That's going to be a one, a one, a two, and a two. And then a two, a two, a two, and a one. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, just. I could have made just... this more complicated, I guess. Yeah, I mean, just start t start taking off like for Strangford's men, take them off like the guys who are nearest, whittle them down, and for the for the um, other guys, just be like, so, like kill this guy because he's only got two. And then again, what is this blue? What is this blue one? Hold on a second. Jeremy is hurting dudes all over the board for listeners. We're just gonna say this guy's dead. Uh, goalie, uh, you were about to, even though you just got shit-faced, you were about to get, uh, wrecked by the Terminator, and then some, uh, Scoplanders came out and killed him in front of you. Oh, Best yeah. remember it. So what's this blue one? It's just to help me keep track of when Horde's gonna show up, so. Yeah, that's, that's totally fair. Alright, let's talk to Iskra. Iskra, you've been just a murderer. Demo man. <laughs> This uh, blue coat squad over here, you see them across the bridge. They were going to try to cross this smoking wreckage, and now they're not able to do that either, so they're marching back off into the city. I'm going to flip them the bird. That is uh, four, <laughs> four of these uh, clocks that you've taken care of. All right, uh, but what are you up to now? I still don't know where Horde is going to show up. Uh, nope. All right, well, I'm going to come down Old Scov Road. Old Scov Road. Whatever. Towards these guys. I'm going to throw a grenade at them. Wreck their day. All right, throw that grenade. Uh, it's a five, a four, and a six. 
there you go. And standard effects, so that's two ticks as blue coats go flying. <laughs> what is Sprig up to? Well, Sprig is Sprig has not been particularly successful all uh, thus far. So maybe I do a, a flashback. There aren't a whole lot of these that make a lot of sense that Sprig would have been involved in. So maybe the red sashes, we could say that Sprig, um, you know, I made... mean, you get pretty close ties to the circle of blue flame too. Sure. So maybe I made like Sprig made some arrangement with the circle of a uh, blue flame to meet him here in a uh, where is this the salt garden, and we're gonna shoot some shoot some smells across the canal from relative safety. Okay. So I'll take two stress to have uh, made arrangements with the Circle of Blue Flame to meet me here. You're trying to use them to cast spells, right? Well, whatever they're good at. I mean, just tell me how you're using them. I mean, I'm telling them, I'm saying, hey, let's let's fight these guys. And then, I mean, they do they do magic, right? Right. Yeah. So is that a command, maybe? Make uh, make your roll then. I mean, like the last time we had, you know, when when Milos was summoning the council, like you didn't make him roll anything. Yeah, that's true. You didn't. That's why I was trying. Yeah, that's why I was. Trying I just to roll spent it. the. I, I spent the. Roll. Like you spent the stress. Oh, and I see. He ran a bunch of damage, so I spent the stress. So like, I mean, <laughs> no, I feel I like gotcha. I, I gotcha. I gotcha. No, uh, this. So like the one, the one stress ones were giving you better effect. Having uh, the two stress ones are going to give you better effect and an extra die. So you'll be back at great effect. And the um, three stress ones are just um, automatically successful? Uh, the three the three stress ones are going to uh, have, you know, like, obvious effects. Okay, so I need to roll a command and I get great effect and a bonus die. Correct. So I'm really tired of failing. And I feel like I'm going to fail this roll too. Cause it's still only three die. Spend, spend some stress and make You're a devil's bargain. Yeah. So I'm going to take a trauma stress? then. So I'm gonna take. I'm gonna push myself and take a trauma. You can take a devil's bargain instead. I don't care. I'm taking. I'm taking <laughs> the trauma. The trauma <laughs> is vicious. I get. Uh, so now, now he's really freaking annoyed. So now he's he's vicious and spitting while he's yelling at these blue coats to light up the, these mfers. These what? I'm sorry, John. I'm, I'm MS Paint. In, is that I'm what you're saying? In-laws. I can't say anything I want. <laughs> So okay, come I, again? I, still fail. Fail. I still failed the so second roll. You didn't four fail it. You do it. You do it, but there's Two a consequence. Fours. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. They set my clothes on fire and I jump in the canal. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, I mean, that's what's happened. You pull a cliff claw. Yeah. My my pants have no, have, have no, no butt in them anymore. <laughs> All right. So take the level one harm pants. Okay, and then your uh, you and your buddies here are gonna do. You had great effect. It's gonna do bonus because of magic. So you're gonna do four ticks on both of these clocks right here. Nice. Okay. Maybe maybe I we lit a couple of uh, punch throats on fire too, and I'm not too sad about it. (laughs) Yeah, they were trying to give up, and you were like, "Ah, nope. Okay. Uh. Goalie, what you up to now? Uh, well, we are. I'm covered in shit. There yeah. are Scovlanders <laughs> in front of me that have just murdered the Terminator. Right. Uh, cool. So they're, they're predators, basically. Uh, there's fighting 
to the um, west. There's probably sounds of fighting and explosions to the south. I mean, you can definitely hear a bunch of explosions from where I am. Yeah, so... There's potentially clowns uh, on the left, and then probably jokers on the right. Oh, shit. <laughs> Stuck in the middle with me. Well, um, I know that Milos is doing the Leviathan thing. I feel it's probably... I should probably go down and check on him to make sure that's going well. So I know that there's a hole in the rack and pinion. So I'm going to use our escape plan to go under uh, in the sewers. Can't smell any worse. Exactly. So they won't know that I did this to myself. It just happens to be the ambient, you know, goat shit. <laughs> Where is Milos on this map? I'm underground. You're just underground. Okay. Well, so am I. Let's find Milos. I'm tac- I'm tactically retreating, which probably takes me all my turn, you know, digging down underground and all that kind of crap. So yeah, um, Milos, uh, Gully shows up covered in shit. <laughs> At least we're already camouflaged. <laughs> Do I do I have any you know have any of the scavlanders who are like looking out for Howard like do they any indication that he's like coming or closer or on his way or anything? Like they say that the battle's going well, so they expect that he's going to be showing up at any moment. In the previous wars in Scavland, he was not one to just sit at the back of the battlefield, uh, especially if things started going south. We well, didn't really answer the question. So if if if, if I don't have eyes on Hoard, no, then there's I'm no still eyes on Hoard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No eyes on Hoard. Damn. No things no. are going. Things are going to shit. Literally uh, upstairs too. The uh, the breaker showed up. Luckily, your uh, Scotlander buds are holding them off for now. But no sign of Hoard up top either. Let's go ahead and roll dice for Strangford and the uh, the other guys. Not as good, but maybe they're getting fatigued. That uh. Breaker is still hanging on for dear life right there. And then this squad is the two. And then it's just a bunch of ones across the board for the rest of these. So that's definitely going to knock this guy out of the running. Uh, that is definitely going to be enough to bring Quart out this time around. Okay. So, oh, now he shows up. Okay. From Charter Hall across the channel... Uh, there is a flash of light as a bolt of lightning like strikes one of the towers up there. It draws everyone's attention uh, dramatically, I guess. And that's when you'll see uh, that Huard has been uh, watching the battle uh, from that vantage point. And yeah, he's gonna like fucking like wizard it up and fly over there. Let's talk about Huard. So Huard is a powerful... Wizard magic dude. Y'all are gonna have to find ways to get past his powerful defenses. You're effectively at... Why are you putting him all the way across the map from me? Let me kill him. Uh, I just said that he flew across the channel from uh, from Charter Hall, which is up north. Charter Hall's bottom right. What? Oh, Jesus. It is. I forget what the... <laughs> Charter anyway, Hall's right yeah, here. Char- he yeah, flew okay, all the no, way around. Right. I did say Charter Hall. I'm going to stand by that. It's not... Oh my god. What is He's giving us control. And that was a mistake. <laughs> okay, well, y'all don't get to see the nameplate anymore, so... I saw the nameplate. The purple one is Huard. All right. So, yeah, Huard is flying this way from Charter Hall. Putting this out here, because y'all have all done your research. You know Huard's a bad dude. You have to find ways to get past his defenses. 
just rolling normal attacks against him is going to have zero effect because he's been around for ages for it's a reason. almost like we've discussed exactly how he's going to die for two whole sessions now well i'm mm. just making sure that you guys know that you have to find ways to get past that and i know well, that it's leviathan time so there we go so you got to use that leviathan no, Jeremy, we're not. It's, we're just going to talk Leviath- about it. You know, yeah, actually, you know what? <laughs> Forget the Leviathan. I'm going to summon... Who's the world's stupidest? Yeah, I'm going to summon the Fog Hounds and really do some damage here. There we go. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's Leviathan o'clock. All right. We're just going to so throw it at him. And then I think I, I, I bring it out the, the hole by the menagerie. We've built a trebuchet. Trebuchet that launches Leviathan. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how you want to do this mechanically. So Milos and Goli, tell me how y'all are luring the uh, luring the guy out through the uh, menagerie. Well, we have, I mean, because I got a crit of the last roll we did to find this thing, so right. we knew exactly where it was. So I spent this time just working the perfect angle, and I basically, I basically just shoot it, and and I have all my like escape route perfectly planned out, and uh, it's it's like it's fast, but it's also big, and I'm small, so I just I basically just you know keep one step ahead of it. And as soon as I get outside, I duck under a, a camouflage net, so it, it pops out. The biggest target out here is going to be Huard. I also did that exact same thing. So, yeah, Huard's definitely going to home in on that guy. What is Iskra going to be doing during all of this? Yeah, you, you see this Leviathan pop up out of the menagerie. Uh, with these ticks, there's probably really only the uh, the breakers left. The blue coats have pretty much uh, scampered off. I mean, I'd like to take a shot at Quard, but it might be better to mop them, mop up the breaker, so he can't make things harder. I'm gonna chuck another grenade at the breaker. Oh, that's a two, a one, and a three. So. So things go badly. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You end up in a desperate position. You lose this opportunity. I think that it's that you're in a desperate position, like Leviathan. There's a breaker. There's a horde. Like yeah, I think shit. as you're trying to grab your grenades with the distraction that everything that's going on, this breaker is just coming right at you. So he's a lot closer than you feel comfortable using that grenade. Can I go ahead and fire off the uh, colored flare that I had prepared in case shit went south to call for help? Yeah. All right. I fire off a colored flare. What color? Lavender. Like a neon lavender, if you can imagine that. Milos and Goli, y'all see that flare go off because you're right there. Do y'all want to do anything about it? Yeah, I want to shoot I want to shoot it hard. <laughs> okay. If she can handle one guy, that's on her. <laughs> you know? Our job is hard. Yeah. Um, why don't you go ahead and do that then? So I, ha- I, I, can, I can do damage because my, my pet dog is potent for supernatural targets. Okay. So I think... I've, I've though we've practiced this before because like we're we're a trained team. Basically, right as I as I line up a shot, he like swoops in and like takes down like does a couple strikes and takes down the shield, and I shoot like the bullet right in behind that before his defenses can can go back. All right, are you gonna use elect the electroplasmic ammo that you have to give yourself even more? Um, I thought about it, but that that's like just like stun ammo, unless you want it to be special versus. Well, Ward. I mean, it that would be special versus Ward, which is why. Oh, then I yeah, definitely. Up. So yeah, that's uh, using those two things is gonna bring you up to that standard effect. So, uh, make your roll. You're still in a controlled position. Are you going to push yourself? No. Uh, I've taken enough stress for you fuckers. <laughs> Have you taken a trauma yet? Because Sprig has. 
Uh, I'm pretty close. I'm thinking about a Devil's Bargain, but uh, I don't have a good one. I mean, so, I do. I don't know if you want it, though. I mean, what what do you think? I mean, you have right here on your sheet, Haunted by Ghosts of Blue Mages. I don't know if you want that to show up here in the middle of this fight or not, but you might have some angry gross showing up. No, not yet. I got three dice, so okay. take my chances. So risky standard? Uh, risky standard, correct. Uh, no, you're controlled standard. Or controlled standard. Yeah. Not that that matters for the roll, but... Ooh, a six. A six. There you go. I'll take it. You do it. So uh, with that standard hit, that's going to do two ticks on this clock. Excellent. And did you uh, give yourself the extra tick on the uh, yeah spirit warden clock? Yep. And then I'll tell I'll, I'll tell uh, I'll tell Gully if you have a way to hit hard, hit hard. If not, see if you can save Iskra. Is Baby Yoda coming to find us? I mean, isn't he? The, isn't that the giant like weird feathery thing in the screen circle? Yeah. Yeah. The Leviathan. It's like pulling itself uh, out of the. Uh, uh, out of that same entrance that you guys came out of, I imagine it's like uh, like the baby form of Godzilla from like uh, Shin Godzilla. Okay, like just clearly a media property we all know. Anyway, so what I'm going to do is Ward is floating up here in the sky. He sees us, so he's probably going to be moving into attack like fucking Emperor Palpatine. The lightning bolts over here. So I'm going to duck out. Going to use my acrobatic powers to jump up to a rooftop. Sling my shitty self all over the way as I distract this Godzilla to come toward me and attack. Uh, You're baiting it towards Ward, basically? Pretty much. In fact, I've got a thing. Devil's Footsteps. When you push yourself, choose one of the following benefits. Uh, Maneuver to confuse your enemies so they mistakenly attack each other. So I'm going to finesse myself up top in a position where hopefully right right when Ward lunges forward me, the baby leviathan would jump to eat me and hopefully intercept each other right in the middle. Uh, so I'm going to push myself. I was about to say, you better to, push yourself. I can only do that once, right? Uh, yeah, For you sure. can only push yourself once. Someone else could help you. Yeah, I think if, we should. I should get some help. Particularly now that we're using the leviathan option, which is three stress. I took the stress for that. <laughs> uh, I earlier gave you a specific vial full of leviathan pheromones which will make the leviathan very interested in you if you smell like that so you could pour that over your head i smell like a a leviathan asshole right now yes which is extra don't ask me how i got that you don't want to know it's it's a scare we're talking about (laughs) is it one or two stress to help it's one stress to help someone okay one all right let's see how badly this turns out a five a one two and a three all right uh, so with a five on a risky, uh, you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. Um, how about, how about, I mean, how about that? How about Howard is supermanning his way to, like, lightning tackle me or whatever, and right when he gets there, the Leviathan I can't control lunges forward as I get out of the way, question mark? jump out of the way while these two intercept each other. Maybe I don't quite jump enough out of the way. I mean, I don't get eaten with a five, but I certainly take damage or maybe I fall off the building and break a leg or something, you know? Break a leg might be too too far. Maybe I miscalculated on how acidic Leviathan gunk would be on human skin. 
Oh God, yeah. yeah. I, I well, no. I look over, and this thing not only is hard in his mouth, he has a raging erection. <laughs> he is a and, very old man. Uh-huh. And I no, not not, not hard. You disgusting <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I mean. Jeremy, <laughs> a myth of Leviathan, man. We're talking about pharaohs. Do we think like Leviathan cologne? That gets that gets hard going. I mean, everybody's got their thing. <laughs> like fucking nutri- like fucking gorilla nootropics. What the fuck? They're both after your. Ward's ass having now. trouble fighting with his massive boner. <laughs> so yeah, both 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 Ward. Both. <laughs> Both Ward and Leviathan have raging erections as they're rat- wrestling with each other. Ew. Oh no! It's called docking. <laughs> <laughs> docking at the docks. <laughs> I'm kind of falling well, down. You know, we should we should just leave and let this happen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't leave though. Like I fall down, my maybe my legs are wrapped around in a rope or something. I don't know. Something yeah. keeping me there. My uh, <laughs> I was noticed these and two. He, you know what? You know what sound is? You know what song is playing? <laughs> what? It's the Husband Mohawk Sea Bat one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so yeah, I think you take the level two harm twisted ankle. Okay, uh, you're also gonna be in a desperate position now because these two powerhouses are literally fighting right on top of you. Oh God! Okay. They're not fighting. Mommy, Daddy aren't fighting. Uh, let me. Get They're literally that. fighting over you. No. You know what? I'm gonna make him a twelve clock, but Ward has been fighting Leviathans for a long, long time. What do you want to name your pet Leviathan? Let's call it Stinky. So yeah, we got Stinky and Ward duking it out here. Tobias, go ahead and roll five dice for Stinky. John, why don't you roll six dice for Ward? So I rolled six dice for uh for Huard, you said. Uh, so Huard is able to get a this big bolt of uh, like bluish energy uh, that crackles, uh, and he cracks a big old lightning bolt out of that, like calls it down from the storm above to hit Stinky. What does Stinky do back though? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Can we uh, roll those dice and find out? How many dice for Stinky? Uh, six. There we go. A six. A six. So yeah, he's also gonna do three ticks on Huard. Like I think he's like, uh, like draining some of Huard's power from him. Uh, there's like he he does like this like gasp, and y'all can see like these magical tendrils like pulling off of Huard's shield uh, and into him. Nice. Kind of kind of like what we had seen from uh, uh, when the demon got close to Sinsime uh, down below. Or when uh, Satara got sucked into the uh, Godstone before. Uh, what I don't is... think that was Satara. Or not Satara, uh, Tesselin. Thank you. Uh, what is uh, Sprig up to? Sprig it worked out pretty well when he commanded the um, the Blue Wizards last time. So probably do that again. Okay. Uh, what are you commanding them to do? Are you still focusing on the uh, guys here? Or... Are you gonna probably trying to peel off the rest of the uh, yeah, just try and get the rest of the breakers done, right? Um, can they can they hit Horde from here? Uh, they got magic, so you tell me. Yeah, well, if they yes, they can do with if they're magically they should go after Horde. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna turn on Horde 
they're they get bonus dice because I'm mooning them. <laughs> for sure, right? Uh, so yeah, you can make that command roll. Um, you are. It looks like you had four dice with them last time. Yeah. Are you injured at all? Uh, I've been pantsed, so I've. Uh, Was that a level effect. one harm? So less level effect. One, yeah. yeah. Like we're starting to get that shield peeled off Ward, so uh, they will be at standard effect rather than uh, less effect reduced. Okay. And rolling with the two bonus dice again, so I'll roll four dice total. Yep, four dice total. Oh my god! Ooh, a three, a two, and two one. Bruh. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Okay. Things go badly. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You end up in a desperate position. You lose this opportunity. Uh, so I think that what happens is that y'all are getting pinned down by the breakers. Like Quard shows up and you try to pivot, but the uh, breakers are having none of that. So they're moving in on you guys. Mm. Um, so that's going to put you in a desperate position. All right. All right, uh, but Strangford's men and the Scotlanders can still act. I'll do. Uh, I'll do Strangford first. I think they're just, they're just going to keep fighting the men. I think. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So that was Strangford, and this is the bad guys. With all of those, that just takes care of the rest of the mooks. So the nice. the breakers are done. Y'all, you and the Scotlanders and Strangford's men have. You know, taking care of all of those breakers, gotten the blue coats out. There's still this one squad that's wandering around somewhere in the city, but we're not going to worry about them. They were the lucky ones. <laughs> but the rest of these guys are done so. I would like to shoot Hward again. Well, let's go to Iskra because we haven't done anything with Iskra in a bit. Previously, I had gotten together with Sadie to not only build my bridge bombs, but also to build a poison bomb because I knew Hward was coming. I knew he's a powerful wizard dude. And I figured that, you know, all of my poisons all at once, if I can hit him with that, that'll probably do something at least. So uh, I'm going to huck that at him and I'm going to go ahead and take my stress for doing a flashback. Okay. What does a devil's bargain do again? Um, so, uh, like, you'll get a bonus die at the cost of, like, two heat or some other effect. Okay, I'll do that. That's fine. Um, yeah, I, I guess let's just do extra heat right now, unless someone thinks of some other complication to throw in there. Uh, so that would be a bonus dice from Sadie and a bonus die from Devil's Bargain? Uh, Two. So you can either take a bonus die from Sadie, or you can use that to boost your effect. So, okay. like, right now you, uh, like, his shield is down, so you're at limited effect, so you can okay. boost it up to standard using Sadie. Then I will boost it up. Okay. What does the Devil's Bargain do, then, for me? Uh, the Devil's Bargain is going to give you an extra die for two stress. Or for two heat. Or two heat, rather. Not stress. Okay, Did so... anyone add that to the, uh... Godstone ship. Yeah, I got it. Uh, that's a six, a two, a five, and another six. Nice. Double sixes. Double critical sixes. effect. So you do it with even more increased effects. So all of your poisons are hitting Quard all at once. <laughs> that's three ticks on him. So yeah, he is like definitely woozing up there. It is not looking great for Quard. Y'all are doing good knocking this off of also, I don't know how much of these effects you're going to do, but he would be blind, uh, slightly paralyzed, somewhat on fire, and unable to breathe. 
<laughs> and a little bit of sleep. So, you know, I know he's super powerful wizard, but come on. Yeah. In- hinder him in some way. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's definitely not going to be rolling this many dice for sure. <laughs> I mean, he's already being bothered by the Leviathan. Yeah. He's taking it for both ends. Yeah, let's go to uh, Milos. Uh, Alright, yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna shoot him. I'll, uh, I'll push myself. Alright, so that's two stress. Are you going to do a flashback at all, or... No. Okay. Are you using the electroplasmic bu- bullets again? Yep. Okay. So, uh, his shield's down, so that's going to put you at... So, Dog's still going to give you that bonus, even though the shield's down. So, this will put you at great effect. Yeah. There we go. I think you're still in a controlled position, too, right? Yep. Four. Four. Something. So you hesitate, withdraw, and try a different approach, or else do it with a minor consequence. A minor complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you suffer lesser harm, you end up in a risky position. My food is great, I'll, just, I'll take less effect, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that it's, like, there's a lot going on over there now. Um, yeah. So you're just... Just knock it back down to standard. Yeah, yeah. So, two ticks on there. Uh, goalie. So you got these two big old monsters fighting right up above you. You sure are going at it. Yeah. <laughs> what you gonna do? They're covered in a whole lot of smells. Ward is covered in uh, electricity. Did I hear it? No, poison. He's got some sort of poison. Yeah, he's he's got he's every got, sort of. He's poison. got a big old stink cloud around him. That's for sure. All of all of his neurons are firing right now. <laughs> for sure. So um, he's just completely distracted. Can I? Since I'm, you know, right under them, could I kick him in the balls so hard that stuns him long enough that the Leviathan Stinky can get that final gulp and swallow him whole? Yeah, I mean, you got that uh, twisted ankle to contend with, so you'll be minus one die and minus one effect because of your two injuries. So how are you going to get that effect? Why don't you just make a roll and help the Leviathan? It gives the Leviathan an extra die or something. there you go. I mean, that's fine. I could kind of, that would make it mechanically work. Like, wait for them to get in a struggle and just, like, push him or something. I don't know. Doesn't really need to be a wreck roll or anything. Just, or distracts him. I get up. I go to kick him in the balls, but not even really kicking. Just, he instinctively covers himself with both hands, which is his final mistake. (laughs) Look, Gully, you have devil's footsteps, so you could push yourself. To perform a feat of athletics if we're in the superhuman, which could be kicking him in the balls, but that kick propels them towards the Leviathan. Exactly. <laughs> and then the, then the Leviathan gets gets the, the bonus from that. Yeah. Yeah. I kick him, his eyes cross in a very comical fashion as he flies like a rocket right into the, the Leviathan's waiting maw. Okay, so that is, uh, I am going to get a minus one dice. It is technically a lesser effect, but I'm going to push myself to get the Devil's Footsteps benefit. Right. So, so that I negates, think that, that negates will the let dice. you. Yeah, I think that gives you the extra die and negates your uh, reduced effect. Okay. So, do we even need to roll? Is it just it just happened? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you still have to roll. Oh, okay, Jeremy. You have to do it. So I'm in a desperate <laughs> position. There's no such thing as just telling a story and enjoying yourself. You have to roll. Well, I get minus dice, but I get a plus dice, so it's zero dice. I don't know. I'm still covered in pheromones. I think that kind of would give me a, a dice bonus <laughs> dice just for the sake of everything. I mean, all the shit that uh, Iskra did to him, surely that translates into a bonus dice. I think so. Uh, sure, I'll give you that. All right, I rolled a two, a six, and a two. So with that six, I punt this motherfucker through his taint <laughs> right into the Leviathan. 
There you go. Yep, uh, so Stinky's open mouth awaits as Huard flies right into it. And that's what I think about your Lovecraft self-inserts. <laughs> <laughs> Eat shit, Huard, Philip. So Huard is Huard is taken out. Y'all uh y'all did a good job there. Now uh, we need to run the fuck away because this Leviathan so, is so <laughs> <gonna be. laughs> So y'all do still have a Leviathan. To be fair, we do have the Scov- the Strangford and the Scovlanders, so hopefully we can make short work of the Leviathan. Uh so yeah, uh Stinky gulps down Huard and then Oh, Huard was really poisonous when he did that. Oh, that's, that's true. Ward was really it is poisonous. True. <laughs> so why don't we, uh, Iskra? Why don't you make that same roll that you did against Ward again? Okay. The four four risky standard dice. I'm gonna give you a bonus dice because this is basically a pill he's taking that is being thrust down his throat. <laughs> okay. All right. Extra dice from pill thrusting. Pill thrusting. There you go. It's a three, a one, a four, a five, and a six. All right. So we're going to go ahead and mark three ticks there on Stinky as his new meal isn't quite agreeing with him. (laughs) But you did just feed him a bunch of magic power, too. But something else is going to happen as uh, the storm that is up above uh, begins to boil away come on sun and yeah uh there are bright rays of sunlight uh brighter light than you've ever seen in your life shining down uh from the sky uh because it's awful yeah it it burns your skin as these photons land on them everyone is super pale Everyone gets to discover what a photosensitive migraine feels like. And we get melanoma. (laughs) And also, you see the cause for why the sky, the storm, is boiling away. It's not because Ward died. It's because of the giant fuck-off rock that is slowly descending above the city. The broken body of Sinsheim that Tesselin pulled out of the sky so very long ago has finally arrived. What do you do? <sighs> so Sinsheim's body is up there? Alright, hello, it's John. I hope you've been enjoying the show. Thank you so much for listening to Moxie, which is from members of K-Cell. That's a little bit weird. So we've had two seasons. So the first um, was members of K-Cell with Delta Green. And then in this uh, series, we've been playing Blades in the Dark. Uh, So again, thank you, Blades in the Dark, for the awesome game. Um, So we've got some exciting news. We now have a Patreon set up. So you'll find us at patreon.com slash members of KCell, the letter K. And you can also find a link to that on our SoundCloud page. Um, As always, if uh, you'd like to see some of the things that Tapta creates, uh, you can find her on Etsy at Quiet Nova Studios. Jeremy has some of his other writing not related to K Cell, available on Amazon. He's got some short stories and novels. And uh, again, thank you so much for listening. If you want to give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, subscribe to us on both places, uh, and join our Patreon. Again, that's members of K Cell. 
on Patreon. We'd love that. That'd be awesome. Okay, so thanks again so much, and back to the show. Isn't Sophia just hitting, like, now with her the sun back, we're just hitting, like, traps inside body, and we're, we're good? Like, isn't that all that's happening? So Sinsam's body was broken into two pieces. She put the sun back in place where part of Sinsam's body was. But this is the part that Teslin started bringing down from the sky uh, when she was doing her ritual that y'all stopped a year ago. Now it's here. There's still things that y'all can do to stop it from happening. Uh, yeah, let's do end of the session stuff. Oh, yeah. So let's start with uh, Goalie. <clears throat> okay, you're just a chance of stealth or evasion. Uh, yeah, I'd say that trying to escape after the first fuck up would be evading. I'll mark XP there. Uh, express your belief, dice, heritage, your background. I would say uh, the I didn't straight up get into melee with anybody. It was very much trying to use the rigging and the environment around me to attack. So yeah, I think that counts. And the last one is struggle to choose a vice of trauma, which I do not have, so no. I am one away from leveling up. Well, what about Iskra then? I don't think I rolled any desperate rolls. I addressed a challenge with technical skill or mayhem. Definitely, I'm taking two for that. I expressed my beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Not really. I mean, I did flip off the blue blue coats as they retreated from my destroyed bridge. So maybe, kind of, not really. Uh, And issues from vice or traumas? No, not really. All right. Well, let's go to Milos. Uh, No, Desperate's, uh, I addressed multiple challenges with violence. Uh, killing, I'm, I'm taking two from my background because I'm a Skavlander and we just fucked up the Empire. That's like oh, yeah. major points. Uh, and I gained a vi- uh, trauma this session, so. There you go. Y'all welcome. Somebody, you know, actually had to do some work here. And I mean, is- Iskra did a lot too, but the rest of you. <laughs> I, I literally, I literally killed the final boss, so <laughs> don't know what you're talking about, my guy. I, I literally tried, myself. I really did. I scored the final blow on it, so yeah. Uh, and Sprig. Alright, so there was a Desperate Action uh, command. I didn't roll it as Desperate, but I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be, so I marked that. Addressed a challenge with violence or coercion uh, twice. Expressed my beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Not really. Struggle with issues from my vice or trauma during the session. I mean, I took a trauma, so I would say yes. I think that counts, taking a trauma. So that gives me a playbook advancement because of kind of what's going on with Sprig. I thought about giving him leader, giving better command over cohorts, but I think he's, because he kind of, you know, attacked uh, the punch reds for being so bad at the end. I'm going to take a ghost fighter. So I imbue my hands with melee weapons or tools with spirit energy. So, you know, so in addition to like this glowing chemical or whatever, I put on my spear that Jeremy didn't let me use. It'll have uh, spirit energy in it. I mean, I tried to let you use it, but then you rolled really badly. Yeah, I feel like you should have given me some extra dice a couple times. But man, I rolled so many ones. It was embarrassing. I mean, if you feel like you deserve extra dice, say say it and I'll give them to you. I want to give everyone two extra pips on your playbook advancement for defeating Quard. We should do the crew advancements, though. Execute a smuggling, a successful smuggling, or acquire new clients or contraband sources. I I think we may have new clients because we just, we basically just, like, prove that we're fucking badasses. And several of these people, like Strangford or some of the Skavlanders, are going to be like, those guys did some shit. 
So I think they're going to become new clients if they need our services. Yeah, I can go for that. So go ahead and give yourself two. Uh, contend with challenges above your station. Give yourself two for that. Bolster your crew's reputation or develop a new one. Two for that. Express the goals, drives, inner conflict, or essential nature of the crew. Two for that as well. And then the crew will also get an extra two points since Shell defeated Huard. So that's you, like you pretty much just filled up the entire bar all in one session there. Uh, that gives us all money, which we always forget. How much money is uh, it? It's your tier plus two in hold. So everyone gets four hold. Or uh, stash, rather, not hold. Stash, yeah. We either get two upgrades or one special ability. I was going to say, do we have a cohort? We have the ship, right? Right, the mm-hmm. ship. Do we upgrade our cohort? Uh, I think so, yeah. Would other people be down with that? Uh, that's fine with me. Or, I mean, I don't know where people are on pips, but mastery is something we never got with um, Moxie. That's where you can train things to be. I don't think, I mean, I don't, even if it, even if it takes us two sessions to fight this stupid rock, <laughs> we're not going to get enough to like get mastery and then make use of it. So I wouldn't bother with training. I mean, that's yeah. true. Oh, uh, that's true. We could, I mean, the ship won't, probably won't help us in fighting Sinsonic. Honestly, what we should take is a special ability from another crew that helps us fight stupid rocks. Yeah. I'm going to make yeah. the rock open up and it's going to be Huard. Specifically for fighting <laughs> stupid rocks. I think it's the Rock Breakers crew. Maybe stupid rocks is a bit harsh, but you know what I'm saying. Did we already take, like, part of the family, which is create one of your vehicles as a cohort? I think so. No. Maybe. No, you just... Oh, I guess the Swamp Heart's not a cohort. It's just a vehicle. She's yeah, so correct. much more than that. We do not take part of the family. <laughs> We've called it a cohort a number of times. Let's just say there's a reason that describes those pheromones. <laughs> Glory incarnate might be nice, but we didn't really have a deity. Each human sacrifice reduces stress for any ritual you perform by three. Oh, that, that sounds pretty good. I mean, none of y'all know any rituals, though. Synchronized, when you perform a group action, you may count multiple sixes from different mm. roles as a critical success. Dang, that would be good. I like that. Yeah, I like that one. Get some uh, Sentai stuff going on there. Some Power Rangers shit. Jeremy, <clears throat> you need to stop. So this is going to be our kind of wind-down session for this uh, the season of Moxie. Does anyone want to relate the exciting conclusion that we did last last week? We fed a man to a Leviathan. By kicking him in the dick. Sounds like a Moxie sort of ending. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened to Leviathan? I mean, that's kind of where we left off right there. Someone will, I mean, some, uh, the Leviathan's half dead. Someone will take care of it. The, someone will definitely take care of the Leviathan. Someone like, will make uh, friends with the Leviathan and take it home. Yeah. Like, Casta will kill it or something, you know? No. So yeah, I think, like, probably when the sun comes out, the Leviathan is gonna, like, y'all are right near the canal. It's gonna get away from that thing and try to get down in the water unless someone wants to stop it. I'm not gonna stop it. I'm gonna follow it. Yeah. No, stop. Don't. Don't go. <laughs> Alright, so yeah. Let's uh, let's do some downtime stuff for you guys then. Um, how, so how do we want to handle wrapping up here? One of the things we I realized is we didn't get any rep from that, and we <laughs> should and money. Yeah, I mean, because the problem is if we get rep from it, it's gonna we're gonna send a bump us. We're gonna we're gonna want to tear up, which makes sense. We just killed the right. emperor. Like getting a tear makes total sense, but yeah, we're also so need some more money. Yeah. Okay. So we'll start off with uh, doing the end of session stuff. See how that goes. So the payoff, the crew earns two rep 
<laughs> per score by default. We just if get the, the whole city. If the target of the score is higher tier, then you pl- take plus one rep per tier higher. Uh, what so, tier is the emperor? Like six? Uh, he's tier eight. So that's going to give y'all... Y'all are tier two right now? Yes, I mean, so we're we're yeah. net three more. We, we overflowed by three. Uh, so did that bump you from weak to strong, or...? No, we're, we're already strong, so... Okay, yeah, so strong, it doesn't go any higher until you uh, level up. Yeah, so let's, let's see how much coin y'all get, so... I think it's more like the coin is going to be, like, fallout from, like... The fact that we have a massive like control over this part of the city and killed the emperor, and people are going to be like, "Hey, you did good." We can be like, "We made the sun come out. Look at us." Yeah. You know, like Strangford might pay us off because he's now you know in our rather than be in our debt for you know putting him in the position he's in, he pays us off shit like that. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, because like the the money's you know back into the into the, into the tier raise. So like honestly, it's it's really more about like we just have this much suction now. Right. We're badasses. It's it's the end of session y'all did or end of season y'all did a great thing. Uh I'm going to do another 50 coin thing for you guys. Oh lord. And we yeah. have enough room for this much money. I mean, so I'm I'll keep I'll keep track of the tax cuz we're going to spend some of it. Yeah. What does it cost for us to tier up? Is it If you're hold a strong, you can pay to increase your crew tier by 1 cost is coin equal to your new tier times 8. So it's going to be 24 coin to go up to tier 3. Okay, so we really got 26 coin to deal with. Correct. Deck. We really have, like, we really do not have much, like, hold, though. It's pretty funny. We have one piece of turf and briskets. Yeah. So, uh, knock your uh, hold back down the week, so your yep. tier 3 weak hold. Yeah. Got it. Alright. Uh, for heat, I... Th- Nobody died, so... Uh, lots of people died? I yeah, blew up a bridge. Yeah, lots of people die. <laughs> I blew up a couple of bridges. Uh, so this is definitely wild, devastating exposure. <laughs> so six heat plus one heat for a high profile or well connected target. <laughs> you think? Plus one heat if the situation happened on hostile turf. Not really. No. Plus one heat if you're at war with another faction. Uh, we we weren't not. started. Yeah. And plus, plus two, two heat if killing was involved. So that's going to be nine heat total. All right, so we're at we're at one dot, we're at one wanted two heat. Yo, finally got one wanted level. <laughs> All right, John, go to, John, go to go to Spriggs needs to go to jail because Spriggs, you know, yeah, Spriggs like dealings there were just awful. Spriggs like walked himself to jail like after all of this. A shame to be in the same room with all of these heroes. Okay, so at one level one, uh, Spriggs will be in jail for a month or two. Uh, it does reduce make it a year. Your... Just just make it a year, flat year. <laughs> well, I mean, we can make it whatever we want it to be. But Sprig asks the judge for more time on the inside. No, no, I'm a real piece of oh, shit. It should be at yeah. least six months. <laughs> so clear your heat and clear your wanted level. Magic. But now this is where John, when you roll yep. this, you got to roll good. Yep. So incarceration roll. So you're going to roll one die for each tier level. So y'all are at a tier three. So John, you can roll three dice. A five. One, five, three. You keep your head down and do your time without incident. Godless bastard. (laughs) Uh, sorry? (laughs) What just happened? I just wanted him to roll a six so he could get some, like, get some whole turf in there, but he failed. Yeah. yeah. Classic Sprig. 
last I don't think he failed. He just didn't get the he best result. Failed. The, <laughs> the the success looked like us gaining turf in the prison. Everything else is a failure. Like, are we going to be playing this at any point again? Like, it's possible. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's still interesting to know uh, what the future looks like. All right, so, well, let's do entanglements if we're going to keep on doing this thing. Uh, so roll your wanted level. So two dice take the least. Do gang trouble or the usual suspects. Probably the punch throats get arrested. Well, I'm pretty sh- Yeah, well, I mean, the punch throats were probably already arrested, whatever remains of them. Do you want to make a fortune roll to find out if they resist questioning or pay the blue coats off with one coin? We have so many coin. Just pay them off. Yeah, but are they worth one coin? Yes. <laughs> All right. They're, I, they're paid I had off. them evaluated. They're worth exactly one coin. Done. They're paid off. All right. Okay. Uh, so then we go into downtime activities. So everyone gets two for free. So let's let's do these final two downtime activities, and then we'll do some uh, vignettes for everyone. Uh, let's start with uh, Milos. So what time? What kind of downtime activities do you want to do, or do y'all just want to skip downtime activities and just do some vignettes? Yeah, I mean, it's not for like training, boring shit. I don't have any good downtime, so a vignette might be better. Okay, I just want everybody to say vignette one more time. Because if we come back to this, then we'd be spending a bunch of that coin to, you know, do a bunch of stuff, and we could do that like as admin stuff first. Mm. Right. So do y'all want to split the coin up, or just leave it on the sheet for now? Can None we... of us can hold that much coins. So I'd leave it. Let's leave it on the sheet, and we'll spend it. Because all we're going to do is take up like te- like six downtime activities or eight each. Right. That's, yeah. that's just really mechanical and boring. Yeah. Let's think about where our characters are ending up here. What the future looks like for each of them. Why don't we uh, start with Mila since you know what you got going on? Yeah, Milos uh, takes so you see Milos on one of the ships we sold to. One of the like, little gunships we sold to Ulf Ironborn, Milos and Ulf uh, sailing to Skavland with news of the Emperor's death, uh, you know, which which both demoralizes the Emperor's remaining troops on, on in Skavland and obviously makes the Skavlander as crazy. Like, so, you know, it's him, you know, a triumphant return to his homeland to finish liberating it from you know, from the Emperor's men, who probably give up in droves if they even want to keep fighting. Like, some of Wolf's crews stay to keep this, you know, keep the city, you know, keep their hands on the city, or parts of the city, but Ulf and, you know, the main folks, you know, head back, you know, he triumphant heroes. So, Ulf was the, you know, son of the former Thane. Like, so what do you think that that looks like in the future? I mean, I would say Scotland independence, but because the emperor is dead, so I don't, I don't know what the, what the, you know, I don't know what Operation London Bridge is for the emperor. <laughs> so too soon. I imagine too soon. Well, I mean, <laughs> whatever. His, uh, I, so, like, like honestly speaking, like Quard had been alive for centuries at this. Yeah, point. so it's not like he had a bunch of children for succession. So, so, so I mean, he'll probably declare either independence or he'll be like, well, now I'm in charge. So that so depending on how you want to roll with long term plans, there could be like a you know a succession war that Ulf that Scotland would be a part of. But Scotland is definitely in a very strong point now, having 
played a pivotal role in defeating the Emperor. You know? Yeah, I mean, I definitely see... Uh, it's like if Ireland had killed... If the IRA had killed the Queen instead of her dying natural causes, <laughs> it'd be like that. Like, I, I definitely see a free Scotland in the future because they... Initially, they destroyed the uh, the railway leading to Scotland uh, from the uh, from Severus. That was the main source of ingress for the uh, for the army, which is why the emperor had to start moving everything up here because this was the best disembarkment place for them. You know, they they destroyed that using leviathans as what, after they figured that thing out, which gave them the idea hey, let's take out the whole fleet here. So yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be unmolested by the remainder of the Empire while it's sorting its shit out, for sure. I can see Ulf like, using that as a reason to grab for more territory, but that's definitely future. For now, you know, we're heroes triumphant, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, he, could, he could, like, take Severos, probably. Does anyone want to volunteer themselves next? I mean, Gully at this point doesn't really have much in the way of connection to Duskaval. And since it, you know, there's a lot of heat in the area as it is, just with him being the person possibly most responsible for killing the Emperor, if anyone is, definitely not. I'm just goblin, be a hero. Exactly. I think I'm just going to leave with Milos. And because I'm already kind of a pirate anyway, you know, True, I was yeah. probably just going to drift anyway. Uh, might as well go to Scavel and then at least in the very least get away from Duskwall, if not make a name for myself there. So yeah, I'm pretty much just going to go to Scavelin and uh, ride Milo's coattails, whether that's uh, be a captain in his up and coming Scavelin Navy or not. But we'll have to see what happens then. So what does it look like as you're leaving? Like, do you, is there anyone in town that you say goodbye to? Or do you just like board the ship in the dead of night? Not exactly. I've, um, I imagine that I haven't really, what is, what is the city like in the days after the emperor, the emperor's death? Is it really solemn or are people rejoicing? Or, both, or I would what? imagine. Probably a fucking shit show. Everybody vies for power. Yeah, yeah, there's, you know, so, like, the docks have been rocked for sure. Because, like, you had a big, you know, you had Godzilla and the God King fighting in them. There was definitely some destruction there that, and not to mention all of the, like, regular warfare that happened. Uh, so the docks are gonna be in a state of rebuilding for a little while, and the blue coats were pretty well decimated, too, because they had been, uh, strong-armed into invading the docks. So there's, uh, I imagine that, uh, Duskwall is going to go through a period of uh, change, and it's going to look maybe the same, but probably different when it gets out the other side. I mean, well, things those... typically look different when they get out the other side, Jeremy. Well, so why don't why don't we go around? Then everyone can say one change that happens to Duskwall uh, as the dust settles. There was a civil. There was like a cold civil war in the city council between Strangford and the other people, and I think this probably gives Strangford the boost to, you know, either push the other ones out or, you know, buy their silence. So I think he cements his, he cements, his, you know, his his role as, like, the head of the city council, which makes him kind of like a like a petty, you know, a petty king, essentially. So he's, he becomes, like, the the de facto leader of Duskwall, because there's no emperor, you know. So do you so, think he, like, tries to turn Duskwall into, like, its own sovereign state? Like, its own city state? 
No, because I think he he knows there'll be another emperor probably, and that someone will take over, and it's not it's not going to be him. But he certainly is going to keep the peace his way, and you know use that when somebody else, when someone does show up and, and is like I'm the new emperor, he's going to be in a, a powerful position when that happens. I think that uh, one thing we notice, you know, it, particularly in frame for our story, is that the members of the Centralia Club are completely thrown in disarray with Pendarin going full demon or whatever happened there. Mm-hmm. And everything, you know, the the emperor going crazy and Godzilla eating him, yeah, they're completely in disarray. Like maybe I see a news story, a news crier, you know, on the street one day, uh, talk about Cliff, uh, Lord Cliff Penderin has gone missing. Uh, no one's seen. He's at large, I guess is the word. We see uh, some of the Charlie Club get like publicly executed in the streets. Would it, would it be treason? I guess. I guess if you're trying to summon a a dead cod to destroy the city for your own, <laughs> you know, well-being, your own benefit. Is that that's not treason technically, but whatever word that would be, crimes of mass destruction, weapons of mass destruction, something like that. There's <laughs> definitely some of the some of the Centralia Club is definitely getting executed. I'm, I'm gonna put that down. I mean, so so that does bring up a good point about what's happening with the Centralia Club because, like, Sophia was able to put the sun back up in the sky. Like, we all know that that's what happened, which means that she now has the power to summon KOTOR whenever she uh, gets around to that. I don't think that Huard would have brought all of the pieces of KOTOR that he has on his ship to the or onto his train. So, uh, well, they wouldn't be on Transforce 1, it's on the most secure, like... I don't think he would have kept that there. I think it would be in the Imperial City, in some yeah. vault down there. Okay. Um, so that, that that's where Sophia goes then, like in the near future, is to go get those items. Yeah, I mean, like she also had that other option of like channeling Sinsheim's power into the uh, the thing, but that probably has its own. Because she was there when they tried to summon Godra with only a few pieces, and it failed. So she's like, "You need all the pieces, yeah, or else it'll fail again." Right. And then, but then you use Sinsheim's power to like give it a boost. You get a turbo Kotor, you know, right. So yeah, so we've got this uh, civil war going on in the city council. Um, the Lady Penderin of the Blue Coats was killed by Huard. Lord Penderin went missing, so now there's, you know, a hole there. So I'm sure there's someone, maybe Lord Strangford wraps that up into his new power as he's trying to consolidate the uh, council under his control. Okay, uh, so John, what? How do you think uh, Duskwall changes? I can't really see too much from uh, jail bar windows, but uh, <laughs> you know, turn like all of the you know well-to-do, they end up getting thrown in here one by one as you know different shifts happen in the political wherewithal. So I, I think actually Sprig decides to kind of maybe cozy up to some of the emperors kind of like you know people align with them and offer them some protections maybe he's getting like some extra perks and stuff you know from from helping them out okay so sprig's trying to uh, network in prison he's making prison wives network in prison i think is a more fair description of what i said (laughs) (laughs) tabitha how do you think uh duskwall looks different after all of this the the lower classes in Duskwall, as usual, are the hardest hit from all of this uh, civil unrest. Uh, there's a lot of starvation. There's a lot of people, you know, getting 
taken advantage of and one of the fallouts of this is that they start to form into neighborhood gangs even more so than usual uh for protection and it kind of starts becoming a fractured many cities within the city sort of thing travel becomes a lot more difficult so like all of the communities are getting more insular because of Mm -hmm. everything going on yeah they're getting more insular. They're getting more protective of what few resources they do have. Uh, going from one neighborhood to the next is more difficult. Maybe people start walling off streets to try to prevent travel, or at least control it to a few main roads. So we th- we kind of went off on a tangent right there, talking <laughs> about that. Um, I think that we were doing uh, vignette there, right? Yeah, it's pretty much pretty much it's pretty much over. Yeah. So now that you know those things about how Duskwall is looking, does that change anything about what Melos's exit from the city looks like? Or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Goli's exit from the city looks like? Not not hugely. Um, I've kind of had a few contacts on the ground that honestly I'm not really that connected with. I don't feel bad for leaving without saying goodbye between. Uh, what was his face? Je- uh, Jeff with uh, the Foghounds, whatever. Larry. Larry. Larry, <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Yeah, Larry. Uh, like, I don't I don't give a shit about Larry. Like, I'm not even going to bother to, like, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go to the, gl- the glory hole anymore. Um, I had Freak, another contact. That, eh, like, whatever. He's, he's good. We're all good. I don't need anybody to see me because who knows who's paying who to stick what kind of dagger in my back. So I'm pretty good overall with the kind of ducking out and, and communicating with anybody. Uh, I guess I will hang out, go check out Sarah one last time. That was the, I believe that was the arms dealer down in the Southern uh, areas of town who we kind of had a brief scene with long, long time ago. And just kind of let him know, you know, it's been fun. It's been great, but city's changing a lot going on right now. I'm heading over to, Scovlin, and yeah, if I get any good contacts, I'll send them your way. I know uh, you're still in the trading business, but guess this is it, Sarah. Hope uh, hope you can live a uh, prosperous long life. Yeah, I think when you find Sarah, it's in like a lull. Like his shop has been pretty busy. Was his shop in Duskwall itself? It was the southeast area, Jeremy. Oh, oh, that's right. So yeah, he's uh he's been pretty busy because. Uh, uh everyone is starting to get afraid of their neighbors so they're you know you've got we brought stability of... to the city <laughs> uh, well i mean according to what tabitha is saying that uh you know like lord strangford is getting you know his power but as he's doing that you know people are scared and there are parts of the city that are getting walled off from each other i mean anytime there's a power vacuum things get super unstable i love ghettos of course you do uh, much like at the beginning of uh, the game, like his stock is getting kind of low uh, because business is booming in these uh, worrisome times. But yeah, he'll uh, he'll wish you well, and if uh, if you're ever in the area, don't be a stranger. I mean, I will tell him, inform him of, of Larry and Freak, if, especially Larry, if he needs uh, someone to take advantage of. You know, this Larry dude over the docks. He's an easy mark. But yeah, I'll see you around, Sarah. As I head out the door. Uh, so what's the future look like for Iskra? Iskra has followed the Leviathan into the deep uh, and then just <laughs> kept going. 
Oh, so like when you said that you follow that your mate, <laughs> you meant like literally you <laughs> immediately <just laughs> followed it's, it down into the water. Has felt the call of the deepness and uh, never returned. All right. So yeah, we'll retire. Now the fish queen. Iskra definitely uh, went missing. Uh, is listed among the missing after the battle, but I don't know how long people are looking for her. I think Sadie, no one looks for her. <laughs> I think Sadie probably looks for her because you and Sadie had uh, she and Sadie had a pretty good relationship there towards the end. Sadie does see Iskra one more time. She's she's on the docks. She's just she's just sort of there. She's not even really sure what she's looking for, but. She drops her something, you know, whatever the equivalent of a cell phone is. She drops something in the water and just kind of sighs and watches it go. She's not going to jump in that fucking water, man. And she looks off into the distance towards the sunset and feels despondent. And there's a splash and some horrifying eel creature is handing her thing back to her, waves, smiles horribly, and disappears beneath the water once again. Do you think she recognizes that as Iskra? I think after she thinks about it for a little while, she does. She thinks it's probably Iskra. Because, I mean, Iskra would have been... Iskra's not shy about her body modifications. Like, she doesn't advertise them when she's out and about. She she goes about, you know, wearing clothes and a mask and whatnot. But, you know, she and Sadie talked shop all the time. She would have invited Sadie to get, you know, new teeth or extra hands or things like that because she invites everyone to do that. And Sadie, being a curious person, would have asked, um, what? And uh, Iskra would have, you know, probably not shown her everything, but, you know, displayed some of the teeth and the pharyngeal jaw and talked about how difficult it is to attach a functional tail, etc., Offered gills, things like that. So she knew about it. So I think that covers everyone. I was gonna ask what does the future for the Godstones look like, but I don't think they're. I think they're bro- <laughs> yeah, they break up. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, they were always somewhat of an improvised group. Ha. <laughs> so we planned it from the day we named the group. It was all part of our huge podcast plan, full of well thought out stories that we scripted. <laughs> years ago <laughs> oh yeah if if you go back and take every 57th word from each episode you'll understand the true meaning you know somebody's gonna fucking do that jeremy and no, one's no one is going that. to do that <laughs> <laughs> does anyone have a npc they want to focus on i know we know that sophia is gonna go off to the imperial city we know that's Cliff has gone missing. Do we want to like get a brief glimpse of what his future looks like? I know exactly what happened to Cliff. Uh, what happens to Cliff? Uh, in the aftermath, maybe in the week or two after this whole thing's gone down, he's in disarray. Maybe he knows that the authorities are closing in on the Centralia Club. His uh, his wife is is you know that uh, Cliff. Doing the thing he knows best, uh, running away. He's uh, on a little boat, a little skiff in the, in the water, right outside the uh, you know the docks. He you know in the the opening daylight, he pulls out a little revolver. He sticks it in his mouth, and he cannot pull the trigger. Good. But he doesn't have to because a wide, 
whale-like maw splits the water <laughs> under him and silently engulfs his little boat. And no one noticed that Cliff is now gone gone. What happens to his kid? That's a good question. Iskra turns it into an eel baby and keeps it. You take it down to your little under-the-water <laughs> kingdom. So technically, if Lord and Lady Pender are both missing, then that baby is the new Lord of the Blue Coats. So maybe uh, Lord Strangford has him under uh, protection. Yeah, right. Very possible. Unless, like, Milos or Goli took him with him. Oh, no. I don't, well, at least I don't think Goli gives a shit. Pretty sure Milos doesn't give a shit. How is Iskra, of all people, the only one who cares about this kid? Why do, why? Why do you care about this kid? Are you going to give it gills? Is that why you care about it? Yes. Experimentation? Can you, can you imagine how fascinating it would be to affix those onto a growing, developing body? Would they grow with it? Would they need to be replaced periodically? I don't know. This is excellent. I mean, when Cliff showed up covered in blood with this baby, I'm pretty sure you offered to do that, and we had to keep the baby out of your grasp. <laughs> and now there's no one who cares enough to do that. Ooh, what about this idea? What if Ulf recognized who the baby was and took it with him as, like, a uh, foothold into Duskwall? No, I mean, the city... Nah. I kind of feel like the best thing here would be to let the baby become property of the DM... And let the DM figure it out in whatever happens in season three. Like it is a hook that is dangling there that we will find out later. A hook best left unanswered today. Okay, so we have a plot baby. All about the babe. The baby. The babe with the what? The babe yeah, with the what, plot. What babe? The babe with the plot. <laughs> what was his? What was his name? His name was uh, Kellen. Toby. It was Toby. Oh, you mean uh, the woods baby? <laughs> Uh, so does anyone have any beats they want to touch on here before we wrap it up? What happened to Virgil? Yeah, what did happen to Virgil? He wandered Who into the wastes, cares? remember? Yeah. He and, well, he's, yeah. he's off in the wastes doing his own thing. You don't get like a last look. Like this, what, Did he discover something or or what? Something? He's, he's perched naked atop a cactus. What does the first dawn of this world look like to Virgil? Hmm. Well, I imagine Virgil is, like, built sort of like a, a an underground tent, you know, like out in, out in the waste, you know, dug it out and then has, like, a fabric top. So he, you know, he's sleeping and then, you know, suddenly, like, the fabric top, which he had just, you know, used some sort of light-colored fabric to blend in with the rest of the sand, like, suddenly it's it's penetrated by, you know, these rays of, of bright sun and which startles him awake and he he walks out and and sees you know all of this this light surrounding him which you know he's he's never he's never really seen this in his waking hours before and then um he turns to look back at his tent and maybe Satara standing there she says something like are you ready to stop being a dipshit <laughs> what does he say in return fade to black i don't know okay <laughs> that's the like post credits scene yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm getting a team together. Yeah, Iskra shows up. <laughs> the camera pans up and we see the sun in the sky. We see the two moons and we see a bright comet. And I think that's where we'll end this season at. Mm-hmm.